Welcome to the Social Witnessing Podcast, observing the world from a nice, safe distance. Hello. Hi. (laughs) All right. Episode nine, social witnessing. Uh, Tonight, we have my friend and owner of Endorphin Rush Dance and Fitness, Kirby. Hi, Kirby. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Hi. Hi. How's life right now? Life is weird. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, totally weird. Um, I haven't had a chance to tell you, Neve, but um, just to give everybody kind of a an idea of your journey to this moment. Uh, you came back from Jamaica around March 1st. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So you basically got in like a couple weeks before they started shutting down the airports and things really ramped up. Yep, that's true. And um, at that point, uh, there was some talk of whether it was appropriate for for my, myself and my friend to go down to Jamaica. And we were thinking like, oh, COVID, it'll be fine. Like, we're fine. The J- Jamaica's fine. And now Jamaica, it, um, it has it. It's locked down. It's an emergency state. It's pretty, pretty rough there now. Crazy. We made it just in time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you totally made it back just in time. So how are, like, how has it been adjusting? Like, I ba- basically think you made it back just in time, but just in time was just in time for things to really start closing here. And for things, I think um, pretty early on, I I had to stop coming to class because we had already started um, so like social isolation and my work had already gone remote. And so how has that been for you? Like, how has the adjustment been? Oh, man, it's been just absolutely bizarre, to be honest, because it it hit so fast when it hit there was um there was a friday where i was i was talking to my parents about the possibility of visiting them for a week and this was on march i think march 13 14 around there mm-hmm. and then that night um my boss at ubc I, I teach a few programs there he called me and he said that the university is going to announce they're closing on monday and all of the classes are canceled. And that's that's just it for the term. And we'd hope that we'd return in July was what he oh, was wow. thinking. Yeah. Oh, so even at that point, the universities knew they weren't, they were planning for July. Well, yes, they were planning for July just in the way that the spring set works at, at UBC. It ends in May, or sorry, it starts in May, end of the end of May, we would start back. And so they were thinking it would just be a write-off and we'd hope for, for July. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so as soon as I, I heard that, actually, you know, that's when I called my parents. And I was like, I want to come visit you guys because I don't have to go to the university next week. And they said, oh, give it a few days. Like you still, you have your company and I have other instructors that work for me and stuff. And I, man, Monday, I lost everything. Yeah. Monday, I was in the studio in the morning no one came to class and I I I sort of expected that actually I didn't expect that but I expected low attendance Mm -hmm. and then I knew at knew by noon that all of the centers were going to be closed by 4 p.m and just like that out of the job the company's gone yeah yeah that's it is true it's just crazy how like how fast fast it happened I feel like even just like in 
like wrapping our minds around it, it like still like I feel like I'm getting there now and we're like a month in. Like it's just everything changed so fast that like I um so that's similar to what happened to us. Like one day it all changed. And so I'm like, well, I'll go out and get groceries for a month. Like I thought, oh, I'll just prepare for no two weeks. I thought, okay, I'll prepare for two weeks (laughs) and then it'll all be over. Yeah. (laughs) Like wishful, wishful thinking or just being a bit naive, I think. Was that around mid or mid um mid-March yeah mid-March yeah Yeah. it was mid-March I was like oh I'll just like prepare for the next couple weeks spring break was coming up so I'm like okay well I'll just you know get ready to make it through spring break and then we'll get on to that so like how are you like how are you doing now like what are you doing with your time and like how have you kind of how are you adapting to this new new way of being well with um with my time, um, oh man, you know, er- to be honest, every day it shifts a little bit because I'm trying to find some sort of a system that's going to work for me because I I feel just so much like a, a fish out of water right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I am doing is I'm testing out online dance classes with the dance hall part of my company mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm playing with that, seeing what works with the technology, with um, interacting with people online. And it's, uh, it's a bit of an exper- experiment right now, I'd say. But I'm, I'm focused on, on playing with that. Yeah. And just being curious about it and seeing where it could go. And it's just nice to also have something to do. Yeah so so are you full isolating are you social distancing like how how did you react once everything did start closing I I am fully um fully self-isolating okay yeah I I live alone and I go from my apartment to the grocery store and that's it Mm -hmm. I um, you haven't gone out for any walks or things like that besides the grocery store I've taken the long way to get to the grocery store, but I haven't gone out for any leisure walks. No. Yeah, that's, that's definitely, that's, um, that's where we're at. So we were, uh, like just the other, other night we were telling people like the big news was that we went outside. Like it was just getting to the point where like we're in a, a small, small apartment and there's three of us and a dog. And it was just after a month we needed to get outside, but it was so nerve wracking. Like we don't really go to the grocery store. We get a lot of things delivered. And other than that, we just have um, the one grocery store that will drop things off in your trunk for you. Mm-hmm. So, so Kirby, uh, I, as far as doing the dance stuff, what's been the reaction of people or the feedback um, as you're starting to try and move this virtually like so many businesses and companies are doing now um, are you finding a pushback on that or are people just excited to finally have something to do and to kind of break the monotony of, of Netflix and, and hanging out <laughs> yes yeah I say people are, are pretty excited about it I haven't had any pushback in terms of people um, feeling that it's opportunistic or anything along that line there hasn't been anything negative said about it yet uh the people who who have been coming to the online classes they've been saying that that they feel better afterwards and Mm -hmm. it's good just to to dance and and there's a lot of 
positive that comes out of it. The hard part that I'm hearing is that's hard just to show up. Yeah. And yeah, so that that's the tricky part. There are there are people who um, who seem to intend that they want to come, but then don't. But um, but it, it feels as though once people do come at the end of that hour, they they seem pretty happy. And what's that like? What's that been like for you as far as getting motivated? Oh, it's been great. I love that I have like two hours a day where I have to, or sorry, two hours a week where I need to be ready for something. (laughs) 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 It's nice to just like have that schedule of, um, yeah, like the apartment has to be ready. The technology has to be ready. Um, I need to know um, what I'm going to be doing dance wise. It, It excites me. It brings a little bit of um accountability and responsibility into my life and I really need that I find just left to my own devices I'm a little bit like uh I'd imagine a 12 year old being left home alone for a weekend yeah right so that was the next part I was gonna ask was how how are you finding motivating yourself when you know there's it's not part of work where you just are, are you still dancing all the time or is it are you finding it like most other people where it's kind of tough to motivate to do much of anything productive when you're not on the clock I'm finding it to be very tough very tough um I I haven't I I don't think I've had two days which have been exactly the same in in terms of structure but Mm -hmm. I found that what helps a bit is if I if I wake up early around 6 6 30 ish if I get stuff done by 10 a.m., then I can feel okay about being lazy for the rest of the day. So I just try to accomplish something by 10 a.m. Yeah. And there's been a few days where if I if I do get something by 10 a.m., then it just it, it feels nice and I want to keep going. And that could be finding new music. It could be um, training or coming up with choreography or like I'm trying to to learn some computer programs, so it could be playing with that. And if I just get it by 10 a.m., I'm I'm pretty good for the day. Yeah, I've been finding that also. Like it's it's hard to. I still work. I still work remotely, so I do have to get up early. But just because of the way childcare has shifted, I feel like I'm getting up earlier and earlier. And yeah, I get a lot. I get a lot more done in those wee hours of the morning than I do. Like after about eleven, I feel like my productivity really goes down, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like a gradual decline throughout the day until I get my second wind in the evening. How is that for for you for you both working from home and being in in lockdown essentially? Yeah, it's challenging. I mean, we're lucky because you need has flexible hours so he spends a lot of time with Parker during the day Mm -hmm. but there's definitely I think it adds another layer of stress when you know you have a child in the house that needs attention but you know some days I'm in meetings for seven hours so it gets a bit crazy going from one call to one meeting to the next thing and then feeling like guilty in between because he wants your time because he can see you but at the same time you're like I'm on a call I'm on a call (laughs) I can't talk right now so yeah, motivation yeah. motivation seems to be really tough for everyone. And for me as well, I spend as much time as I can with Parker, but then I do have to get other stuff done. And I was just saying to Michelle, like part of my work is doing social media stuff and 
kind of before all this started, I would do five, six posts a day. And now if I just like managed to do one, then I'd feel like, okay, well, that was something. Mm -hmm. But most days the motivation isn't even there to really do it. And you just kind of try and power through because, you know, well, we hope one day this is all going to end. Yes. And uh, it'd be better to be better to use this time wisely. So you're better set up for when it is when it does end. Um, so you get some value out of this time you know there's the family value like it's great to spend time together and have all these you know we'll have memories later on of all this time but um as far as work and social and all that you know it'd be great to come out of this having gotten some kind of value out of it instead of just kind of sustaining mm -hmm. which is what it feels like right now yes do you do you find Kirby that this has been a time for you to do any like self ref self-reflection like do you feel like like something in you is being like built up and strengthened through this? Oh gosh, no. <laughs> nothing, <laughs> built up. Nothing, nothing is stronger. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. I, it, it's funny where um, uh, I, I feel that if you're, you're, you're your most true when you're by yourself and no one's watching and like, mm -hmm. oh God, it's just... I want to do better. <laughs> <laughs> the good news is it's still early and we might have a long way to go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, there's possibilities for improvement in that area. Right. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's just getting their, their, what is it? Water, sh water feet, water shoes. What's that saying? Feet wet? Feet. Yeah. I don't know. Their sea legs. That's what I'm looking legs. for. Everybody's just getting their sea legs right now and just trying to just kind of manage for the time being. But if this is, if this is really going to extend like another year, 18 months, two years, then hopefully we, we only get better rather than just sinking deeper into it. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. I'm with you with that. Uh, one thing that, that I, I, I am optimistic about is that years ago, I lost everything. When, um, when the recession hit, I was an actor at the time. And all of the, the jobs went to, well, they left Canada all the, the TV and film jobs. I couldn't find a serving or bartending job, which was always my, my side gig. And um, I just, uh, I, I had about six months without any employment and that was, it was pretty terrifying, but it led me to teaching dance full time. And yeah. it just led a, a whole new avenue. So right now I'm, I've been reflecting a lot just on, on that time and how it felt just to be aware that things weren't working out the way that I planned and like the, the deck has been shuffled and I just have to, that's a weird analogy, but <laughs> have to um, sort of be, be present to what the, the possibilities are, are going to become and then try to um, move in those directions as opposed to trying to beat a dead horse. Mm-hmm. And with, what is that? Do you have any concept yet? Let's say this this lasts another one to two years at least. What do you see? Um, what what do you think about what you're going to do going forward or how it's going to play out? I'm not even there yet. I'm just open yeah. to possibilities and uh, reading different books, different topics. I want to learn more about computers just in general. So I'm playing with that. I'm not sure if it'll lead to anything. But uh, I want to build a few more skills and just be open to different possibilities. Yeah, I think that's really important 
during this time that we're taking like everything is going to change mm-hmm. so we we have to take like what we have now and adapt it to our new our new reality and i think even for us that's kind of how this podcast came about you know you and i talk about doing something together all the time and there's just never time for it or we have like a million and one ideas and just nothing ever comes of it and this was a, one of the ones that had been sitting on our back burner to do so we're just like pushing forward and like doing it and it's actually I don't know it's like changing my I, I've talked about this a lot before about how this has made change my view on what's important like how I use my time and this is one of those where I'm like oh I'm getting a lot of for me, this is, I'm getting so much value out of this, like getting to talk to all these different people and hear different people's experiences has been amazing. So again, maybe nothing will come out of this other than I'm having a great time, but it would be nice, like just in the trying, if maybe this became an avenue of something else that we could do. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. It feels similar in, in the realm with the online classes where it may come to nothing and it may just be for, for just enjoyment for two hours a week. And if it's only that, Mm -hmm. that's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I think I, um, I also just wanted to let you know that your like your online classes, even the last one, like speaking to like people having the intention of going, but not Mm -hmm. showing up. Like I had seen that you were doing classes and I really wanted to go. And I just like, was just never in the right like mind Mm -hmm. space to get up and go (laughs) dance. And then that night, Yaniv, I told him like, oh, Kirby has Wednesday night classes again. And I'm like, well, maybe I'll go next week. And he's like, why don't you just go tonight? Like, what? you're not doing anything. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm tired. I don't feel great. And I went and it was amazing. And I had such a great time. Oh. And I felt so good after. And so I think like what you're doing is really lifting people up. Like, I, I think if people can get themselves out there and go, and I was actually talking to a couple of friends about going and like some people have hesitations about dancing on mm-hmm. camera. And I said, well, just don't turn your camera yeah, on. Absolutely. <laughs> just come. Yeah, just go. It's not like you have to be on camera. I don't think Kirby's going to oh, kick yeah, you out. No, no. If you don't turn on your yeah, camera. Actually, if some people turn but... off their camera. It legs less. So it's a bonus. Right. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's that's true. There's uh, I, I can see that the hesitation that it can be it can be nerve-wracking definitely um mm-hmm. but yeah the camera doesn't have to be on it's it's for enjoyment at the end of the day really yeah well, what about like general fitness as someone who kind of builds their life around that do you have any advice for people who are maybe having the same struggles that we're all having with you know, knowing that they should be doing more, knowing they should be taking care of themselves or getting active, but just not, not able or haven't yet uh, kind of powered through that. Mm-hmm. You have any advice or something that works for you when you're down and you want and you really know that it's, you know, it's time to dance. How do you get yourself built up for that? Oh, I give myself 15 minutes. If I if I need to to dance or if I need to um, to work on some conditioning or, or training or in any realm, physically it's 15 minutes try my best if I want to give up after the 15 minutes stop but usually by then the endorphins start to kick in it feels good there's a little bit more mobility in the body and it's easier just to to go through with it but I find like telling myself 15 minutes it helps me get through an hour and do you have like 
specific thing let's say someone's not going to go to an online dance class but they do want to get active with dance what's uh, as a teacher what would be your advice to them kind of what, what should they be doing or what's something that you brings you joy that you think would bring other people oh. joy just to do in their own just house to clear some space and put on their headphones and turn the music up and just see what comes <laughs> just <laughs> close the blinds or shut the door whatever you have to do to be by yourself and just feel the music and just just be in that um that space of just enjoying it and if something pops up that you want to try physically just follow it yeah and i'd add also some uh, you know uh parents having uh, a kid just turning on some music and having them start to dance is really can be infectious and really fun for them. And whether you're the one starting it for them or they're starting it for you, usually one of the two kind of works out. And if you just build on that, um, that that's always a, f a fun time. I am such a strong believer in the power of dance on your mood and happiness because um, how I actually started my journey back into dance was because I was really struggling with depression and Yuniv bought me a gift certificate to oh. Harbor Dance and had said like go find your joy like you, you gotta just like get out of this funk it's just you're not you're not living and that's actually how I, I I've told you this story that's how I found you because you had subbed at one of those classes and I was just like wow this is exactly what I was looking for like this so um yeah I do I think like like everyone just get up and get moving like even like you said if it's only 15 minutes at least you got that little bit like maybe that could just push you push you to the next level of feeling like you can conquer something yes, else yeah. do you have anything right now that you're kind of doing to in or like watching or or anything else you're doing to kind of inspire yourself? Like for, for me, going to your class was really uplifting and things like that. But is there anything you're doing for you? Yes. Um, I'm training with Jamaicans right now. Actually, I'm training oh, nice. with Jamaicans and um, a woman in Lithuania <laughs> who I met in, in Jamaica. Oh, wow. She's this uh, Just a, a crazy, great dancer. Oh, also a, a woman in Italy um a, a dance hall queen I, I train with her um twice a week and then another person the lithuanian once a week and then um jamaicans usually twice a week i'll take classes oh wow that's awesome and see i wonder if that's something you would have done like ha like had would have searched out as much or even if they would have been available oh. if this had yeah, happened no i i don't think they, they would have been available, especially not with the Jamaicans, because they really want people to come to Jamaica and to take the classes. And they worry a lot about people stealing their, their grooves from videos in general. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the Jamaicans had been very, very cautious about um, sending videos. Because I've tried in the past to have um, online classes with with jamaicans and um they said they'd prefer to have it in person so now oh, it, wow. it, it opens things up a bit more this also that made me think like this also must be a pretty amazing thing for people who maybe struggle with self self-consciousness uh who might not be comfortable being in a big room with everybody watching them dance and now can just 
through you or any other teacher, they could get online and kind of do it from the privacy of their own home. And you don't, you know, it's a bit less motivation that you need in order to just begin. Whereas before you had to go out there, find a class and go, and now you just do it from the comfort or, of your own home. That must be a pretty, a pretty big motivator for, for some people who maybe have struggled yes, with it before. Yeah, that's true. Will you, do you think like as this, as this progresses, if it's going to be, um, be longer, do you think that you'll start offering other types of, of classes? Like I know dance hall is like your one love, <laughs> your, your strongest love, but do you think you'll branch out? Because I know like your company offers a lot of different types of dance. So do you think you'll start branching out into the other areas that you usually teach in? Oh, that, that, that's tough. Um, I, I've had, um, there is an interest for, um, for, for two particular classes. One is I run a, a burlesque program at UBC and a lot of those dancers, mm -hmm. they, they would like to have a program. Um, but also a program called um, Dance Bootcamp, which I, I teach once a week and it's been running, well, I've been teaching it for eight years and it's crazy popular. It, um, it's sort of like Zumba on steroids where it adds like a lot of really intense conditioning as well as choreography and dance drills. There has mm -hmm. been a push for that. Now, the thing with, with the burlesque, uh, I like to be in the room with people for that one. It just, it feels yeah. so awkward to try to, to feel sexy or to emulate like this like saucy persona with just like a camera in my living room. Um, and with the dance boot camp, uh, that one, I need to try to figure out how I can do it because I base a lot of that class on what's happening with the participants. If things are going smooth, mm. I up the ante. If people seem to be getting a little bit bored, I'll switch it up really fast. And I really play, play a lot with, um, with the people that are in the room. Now, I can't physically even do that class. It is so intense. So <laughs> I get them going and I get them pushing through. And I always say to them, like, my goal is to make you give up at least three times. And so yeah. to, to have that as a to have that on video. Oh, God, I don't know. I, I think it would just be a lot of me bent over and heaving trying to catch my breath <laughs> I don't know how to do it but they want it but I don't know how to how to do it yeah you have to figure out some sort of like demonstrate the move yeah. and then cheer them on <laughs> demonstrate the next move or just cheer like them edit on. it where it just like loops <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I did it 40 yeah. times <laughs> oh god yeah <laughs> but uh, I'm not sure so uh... I'm sorry so be, before we go do you want to let people know um how to get in touch with you uh if they're kind of ready to take the job maybe uh start trying out some classes oh yes absolutely uh, well i have a website it's kirbysnelldance.com and i'm also on instagram at fem.wild and Kirby underscore Ray underscore on Instagram as well. Those are the, the three easiest spots to, to get a hold of me. Yeah, and I think um, people should know because I, I'm really excited. And if I could figure out 
childcare and dance in this house more often. Uh, you have some great packages coming up and it sounds like you have some pretty uh, exciting changes coming up and like some yes, guest teachers. Yes. So with dance hall, it's, um, it's a culture and a dance style from Jamaica. I spend a lot of time between Vancouver and Jamaica and training with crews and different dancers there. And part of the package that I'm offering right now is to have um, a progressive choreography, which I would come up with and we do it over multiple weeks. But also during this, we'd have online classes with different Jamaicans from some of the top crews. And these are our steps that dance hall dancers are performing and emulating and inspired by all the time. And we can learn directly from the source as a group and mm -hmm. grow. Yeah, I think that's, I, I mean, when I read it, I was like, that's awesome. Because I think, I know you go to Jamaica at least twice a year. And it's just not a reality for some of us to be able to go because we just like even to take time off work yes. to go is pretty tough. So like to have that opportunity, I, that's exciting. Oh, I think that's really, you, really exciting. You. I'm excited for that. I think it will, um, it'll be, it'll be nice to just continually have a, a connection between Canada and Jamaica and just build that that bridge with dance hall yeah and of all the, all the stuff that you do all the different classes and courses if someone's an absolute beginner but just wants to get into it begin for the first time what would you oh, recommend to, for them? to come to one of the um i have open level classes on mondays and wednesdays and therefore uh beginner level they're open and just to come and try it and what, what time do you run that? This yes, is virtually, virtually, right? Yeah. 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 Mondays what? at 1 p.m. Yeah. What? It's called brunch time brockout. <laughs> and then uh, Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. And it's open level dance hall, 100% dance hall music. I don't fuse the music with any other um, style or even the steps with any other style. It's only dance hall. Yeah, I definitely, I would encourage anyone listening who is interested and maybe just wants to try something new. I, I find your classes very informative. I've never thought I could learn so many different names of grooves and the different dancers and be able to just recognize someone's style of dance now is pretty, it, I, there's just so much education I think that comes with your dancing, which I really, really enjoy. So um, I wanna thank you for all your hard work. I just find you so inspiring. I love your classes. And thank you for coming on our podcast. Oh, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you both. Kirby. This has been a pleasure. I really appreciate this. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. So we'll talk soon. And I'll see you, right. I'll see you on Wednesday. Good. Looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye -bye. You too. You too.